Hey, welcome to Danny's Comments Podcast, where we like to speak the truth in love because we care. Here we like to talk about Jesus and current events. In this episode, we talk about how there are so many ideologies and events within our culture affecting us as Christians, where the issue isn't if we're listening or not. Rather, what will our response be? Today's special guest is none other than my wonderful wife, Becky. So sit back and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. To Danny's comments, um, first official podcast of the new year, 2024, and uh, I'm excited because I get the privilege to have my beautiful wife Becky on this podcast with me, and I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about. But before we jump into today's uh, podcast and content, um, quick recap: we have moved. Last time we did this, the first time actually, the only time we've done a podcast together uh, was about a year ago. And we were in California, and we had one kid. And now we have two, and a third one on the way. Becky, my love, welcome. How do you feel? Hi, guys. So good to be back. Yeah, so we have our sweet Milena has joined (laughs) the pack, and we have another baby on the way due in May, so about three and a half, four months away, which we're so excited that our family is growing and everybody's healthy and doing well, so... That's the best. Yeah. And we live in Virginia now. So. We live in Virginia now. We have moved. And uh, it's exciting times. Uh, new community, new church. Um, beautiful, beautiful area as well. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be talking to you again because truly uh, the one person that I always like to talk about current issues and things, of course, my best friend, but also because you've always been a person to... Uh, have meaningful and deep conversations, substantial conversations. You've always been the person to talk to anybody about meaningful things and just Aww. kind of overlook the, not overlook, I would say more of, uh, you know, you don't like superficial. You don't like superficial conversations. And so today we're talking about how everything around our world and everything in our culture right now is connected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, today in our co- culture, we have so many issues to talk about, right? events and ideas being publicized by the media and social media, whatever it might be. Um, And all those have interwoven itself into conversations, daily lifestyles, families, even church, right? Even our faith has been affected by this. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the issue really, the way I see it, is it if we're not listening or if we are, I think everyone hears everything that's going on. And the issue at hand for us, what it means for us is, what is our response to all of it? You know, we could either stay silent, speak up, or, you know, go along with the flow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many things. For example, I'll list a couple of things here that I want to talk about. Mental health, anxiety, immigration and border protection, abortion, which is a huge one, transgenderism and LGBTQ movement, uh, gender identities and sexuality, racial issues, and so mm-hmm. much more, Right. Yeah. So all of these things um, are so prevalent in conversations nowadays, whether we are speaking up against it or if we're just being silent or if we're just going with the flow. But a bigger issue at hand that I have, I think, personal is that as Christians and as a church, you know, what are we willing to do about all of this? You know, how is it affecting us? So maybe we should start there because it should affect us. It should mean something to us. You know, we should be doing something about it, correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think personally, it should matter to us. It should matter to us all these current issues, and we should be talking about it. And so some might say, you know, why why does it bother you? Why should you even be talking about this from the pulpit or in conversations? Or maybe it's something just to talk about in in person with people and you know smaller conversations, not from pulpit. But really, why should it matter to us? And I'll let you jump in now. Uh, why should it matter to us as Christians as a church? Yeah, uh, I think it's absolutely crucial in today's society that we in today's society that we speak up about you know everything that's happening and that you know just like you said maybe before we were able to kind of live our own life and not be affected by culture culture or what's happening around us but nowadays it's literally wherever you go the mall the park you know uh restaurants anywhere you go you're gonna get hit in the face with so many different things right And as Christians, I think we have to be able to know why we believe what we believe. And when it comes to culture and our society and what's happening around us, it's not so that we can, um, you know, argue and so that we can have controversies and we can, you know, have people hate us, but rather we do everything out of love. And if you love somebody, Mm. you're going to tell them the truth. And we have the truth. We have the one truth. Right. And it's our responsibility to live our life speaking that truth. Yeah. And it flows into everything and every part of society. Yeah. And that's the key, right? That's the key for us as Christians, that knowing well that we have the truth, knowing well that God is on our side, that God is true, that Jesus died and resurrected for us, knowing his word and the gospel we need to make sure as Christians that we are uh, literate in the Bible, that we are actually mm-hmm. knowledgeable of what the word says. Otherwise, we have nothing to say, or if we do say something, it might be out of context. Or, you know, nowadays there's a progressivity, right? There's a progressive Christianity that's right. either affirming what's going on or staying silent because, yeah, like you said, it's still focused on, um, you know, living our lives kind of closed off from the world and right we're not called to that we're called to be in the world but not of the world right right and so i think yeah like you said it's very important and this is crucial times for sure um so as christians then how do we speak up or where do we start because like you said some people might hate us some people might be offended by the truth some people might feel like we're you know uh egotistical uh self-righteous people but the reality is that, like you said, we need to be speaking in love and we need to not shy away. But how do we do that? I mean, everybody's obviously has a different sphere of influence. And first, you kind of have to understand what is your sphere of influence? What What is around you? What's your circle that you're able to influence? You know, is it just family? Is it work? Is it you know, school districts is, are your children involved any, with anything within the community where you're able to go attend meetings, you're able to, you know, give your input and, um, have, you know, your voice heard in that sense. Um, so you have to understand like what your sphere of influence is. And if you say, well, you know, I'm just, for example, me, I'm just a stay at home mom in quotes, right. That's like, 
oh, just a stay-at-home mom, you know, I, I'm just home with the kids. Well, that's actually one of the most vital and most important right. roles and one of the main reasons why you should understand what what what's happening around us is because the responsibility that you have almost far outweighs any other because you're literally you know raising up the next generation and these children that God has given you you know God has given them to you in your hands and it's like anything else we have to be good stewards of what God has given us God has yeah. given us these children and so I think um, there's so many things you can do, but first you have to know like, okay, what is in my hands? What is my yeah. sphere of influence? And ask God, okay, Lord, um, how how would you like me to speak into this influence that I have? Yeah. The people that are around me and in my community. So Right. Yeah. I mean, we may not have the most followers on Instagram or mm-hmm. the most likes, comments or whatever, but it does matter to even start with family, you know, at home, because that's where it starts. Yep. And and I'll take it even further. It needs to. We need to make sure in our hearts that we know the truth. Absolutely. That we are being checked, and in, in other words, that the Holy Spirit is alive and active in our in our lives, mm-hmm. and constantly bringing us back to the feet of Jesus. Constantly, we are surrendering our own sin our own faults and that we are willing for God to God for God to work through our lives. Yeah. Otherwise we will have the same problem, which is mis- misconstrued truths, misconstrued idea or context of the Bible and what God is saying. Right. Um, and then, like you said, go into our homes and our marriages, our relationships, our kids and, and every relationship that we have, we have an opportunity to preach the gospel, to, to be truthful, to, um, to shine the true light, right? Otherwise, um, we, you know, I, I have this this idea that if we have two, only two options as Christians, we either shy away or we stand and we stand strong and we're on the offense. Mm-hmm. It, it long, so, you know, gone are the days where we care about our own and live at the end of the cul-de-sac. Gone yeah. are the days of, you know, uh, hiding our our you know our testimony and what God has done in our lives or is doing in our lives for the sake of not offending because other people might have other religions yep. or other ideas mm-hmm. you know I think that is it's cowardly and in, in the most loving thing we can do is speak the truth and and speak not just truth for controversy's sake like you said to argue but for it should matter to us as Christians that people need help it should move us it should Move us just as much as we see a homeless person asking for money, right? Yeah. Because the Bible says Peter was walking, right? And he was walking with someone else. I can't remember right now, but he was walking. And the one thing that they did not have was money, but they did have the one most important thing to give. And it was healing to this lame person, right? To this person Mm -hmm. that needed help and to walk and healing. And not just healing, but healing in the name of Jesus. And so in the name of Jesus, that person rose and started walking again, and he was healed. Yeah. So the most important thing that we could offer the world is Jesus. That is, uh, you know, the, our purpose to live for Him. And so, uh, I mean, I don't know. You can jump in here at any at any moment, but you know, how is it that our world now, you know, families, generations, I guess, this current generation, and I, I'm talking about everyone living in our time now. How mm-hmm. is it that we've lost? 
that art of just speaking about Jesus in any conversation or, you know, not being shy from speaking about God. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, we've definitely lost the art of storytelling. I think we were talking about this earlier and how, you know, all throughout the Bible, we see how stories were passed down from generation to generation and the older generations would talk and, and pour into the younger generations and, you know, the younger generations would speak about what God did in the older generations. And so this is a new problem, right? It's not, yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, you That's know, right. as we, as we hear and like, there's no new problem. This has been happening since the beginning of, you know, humans, since God created humans. And, um, I think it's just that, you know, added layer of so many distractions that mm. the enemy has, now, the enemy's been along for a very long time, and he knows humans better than humans know humans. Right. So he knows how to distract us. He knows where to tell yeah. lies. He knows how to get to us. And I think nowadays, um, we just live in a society where, you know, we've allowed so many um, open doors right. for the enemy to come and distract us and confuse us. Yeah. And I would say it's the church's fault for not, you know, being that right. that that wall against you know allowing these things into society yeah. for not speaking up for it's not fighting against yeah exactly not fighting against you know the powers of darkness because yeah. at the end of the day that's what it is that's what the bible calls it yeah you know it's a it's a battle against good and evil right you know it's not against flesh and blood right. and i think we can get you know lost in that but um yeah i think absolutely. at the end of the day that's what it is you know people have lost courage and People have lost sight of what uh, truly, truly God designed us and yeah. our purpose here on earth. So yeah, and and you know, I I, I want to go into specific uh, kind of issues that I want to talk about. But before we do, I think it's important to note that, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So all of these problems, uh, sexuality, uh, law and order, uh, you know, you name it, mental health, anxiety, all these things, they're not new. They've been around since the beginning of time. Why? Because there's a common denominator, which is sin, a sinful nature. And so we need to realize, and, and you know, you ask anybody, you ask them whether people are good or evil, right? Mm-hmm. Where do we, you know, how do we humans relate in, in regards to morality? And we should all know that we are all evil by mm-hmm. nature. Yep. N- not because we want to be, but because naturally we will incline ourselves to ourselves, to egos, to uh, to sinful nature. Why? Because that's what happened in the beginning of time. Adam and Eve fell, and mm-hmm. they disobeyed, and so we were cursed by sin. And so, because by one man we were cursed by sin, there's only the Bible talks about there's only one man that can set us free from that, and it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just as sin entered through one man. Freedom comes through one man. And so um, it's important to know that all of these things that we're about to talk about is are interwoven, are, in, are interconnected by one thing, which is sin, darkness, the enemy. Like you said, the enemy knows exactly how to get, how to get us. Right. And, and I've been reading this book. Um, it's called uh, Critical Theory Versus Christian Theology by Mark Driscoll. Mm-hmm. And uh, it talks about how the enemy will want to counterfeit everything. From the beginning of time, he wanted to counterfeit God's design and make a counterfeit so that it, we would be 
distracted or we would be attacked by the enemy because that's exactly what he wants. Yeah. Um, God's creation. He wanted to, He all he needed to do is deceive. He didn't need to lie, though it was a lie. Obviously, any, anything that's not, even half truth is lie, right? Right. All he needed to do is twist the truth. And he needed to make sure that we didn't realize exactly what God wanted to say, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just don't eat from the fruit of the <laughs> the tree of knowledge, right? Yeah. And so what did the enemy say? Oh, is that really what God said? Right. So it's already twisting the truth, twisting what God's design, original design is, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm not saying as Christians we need to start speaking up against everything for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is there's a common denominator. And if we don't talk about sin, if we don't talk about not just corporate sin, right? Oh, everyone's sinful. Uh, everyone's sins can be forgiven. No, that's true. But what about personal sin? What about, you know, inter- mm-hmm. interpersonal? Like we've fallen short in so many things, in mental health and anxiety and in our ideas about, you know, whether pro-life or pro-choice, like all these things that we need to realize what is, how is our soul standing with Christ? Mm-hmm. How's our soul standing before God? And so, um, let's start there. Let's, let's, let's jump into this. Um, why is it important that Christians, um, should have a biblical worldview because that's, that's what we need, right? A biblical worldview to be able to talk about all these things. Um, you know, how do we create a biblical worldview and how do we start talking about mental health, about anxiety, immigration, all of these things. Yeah, I think, um, first off, I, I just want to say, like, the reason we're so passionate about this, it's not because we're passionate about all of these issues, or it's not because we're passionate about politics, right. but we're passionate about holiness. Yes. And we're passionate about pursuing God. Yes. And we're passionate about you know, fearing God and and living in the fear of the Lord. And I think all of these things matter because as Christians, right, we don't just go to church, check off a box Mm -hmm. and then live our, our life. Right. That's not how God has called us on the mountain. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, God wants us to, to live out our faith. Mm -hmm. And not only that, that's just like the first level. Right. Right. But he wants us to live out our faith in a way that it affects everybody and everything Absolutely. around us. And so if you don't know, and the reason why we should have you know, a Christian worldview on all of these things, and we need to ask questions, and we need to have you know, a stance, we need to have facts, we need to have a very strong conviction on these issues, is because so it, 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 it's interwoven with what we believe, right. whether we realize it or not. And again, it's going to come knocking on our door. So Mm. when it does, you know, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Yeah. And I think it's our responsibility, you know, to, to maybe not, you know, you don't have to go get a PhD and, you know, in all (laughs) these crazy topics, but you should be able to, to have some sort of conviction and stance, you know, when it comes to speaking about them, because... They are in our world, and it does affect us. I love what you said. It's not that we're trying to just speak up about politics and all this stuff, which, you know, something I always say is there's no... um, All of these things aren't just about politics. There's nothing political about biblical morality. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of these things aren't just, you know, politics because it's you know current and every politician is talking about it and they're trying to you know make a campaign about it. You know, they might be, but that has nothing to do with what we should as Christians believe, which is abortion is wrong. It's evil. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of them. It's if not, if I'm not mistaken, the most the leading cause of deaths because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. People are killing babies. Mm-hmm. And that's the leading cause of death as of last year, 2023, in the U.S. Um, so many abortions. And so, you know, what does that mean for us? Oh, it doesn't affect me, right? So then it doesn't bother me, so I don't need to talk about it. Well, actually, no, it does affect us because, as, as you said, as Christians, we need to be living out our faith. We need to affect people all around us. We need to be the light and salt of the earth, not hiding it away. And so when it comes to our door, because it will, Right? Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. What are we going to say? Are we going to stand up? And so something I actually want to talk about publicly is something that I, I remember when you and me were dating before we got married in 2020, <laughs> uh, a lot happened, clearly, right? Feels like uh, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> feels like a lifetime ago. But it's, I'm so glad it happened before we got married because my eyes were opened to, you know, before 2020, I was really, I could I would say, not into politics, right? I, I would say I wasn't really um, passionate about all of this. Um, I was naive to a lot of research or current events. And I think I was being one of those Christians, you know, that was, hey, if it's not affecting me, I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. All we need to do is preach about love. That's all. You know, preach about God's love, God's love, God's love, which is not bad to think, uh, not a bad thing to preach about. But when it comes to things affecting our nations, our families, our societies, which ultimately will shape the way we think if we allow it, then, you know, as a, as a weak Christian, because that's what I was, as a weak Christian, I'm going to let those things infiltrate. And then the culture is shaping my worldview and the way I interpret the Bible mm-hmm. and the way that I live out exactly. my life, my faith. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what was happening in 2020. You and me had an argument about what was going on with Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, all of the things that with George Floyd happened and police brutality and then protesting and co- in the middle of COVID and it didn't make sense, you know, COVID somehow stopped in the middle of protests um, in the election year and all this stuff, right? And for me, you know, I was naive and so, of course, I jumped on the bandwagon. Of course, I jumped in on like, yeah, you know what? Black lives do matter. Like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, how dare yeah. you say otherwise? And I remember you and me got into an argument, and I will publicly confess, you know, <laughs> I, I, I stood my ground. I was very stubborn, you know, not that I was. Very stubborn, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> not that I'm, you know, obviously not perfect. Um, obviously, I'm still stubborn at times. But it's, it's that whole thing, like, I was not well-informed. And my biblical values, my biblical worldview wasn't strong. And I was allowing culture to shape me and infiltrate my thoughts and infiltrate even to the point it was going to affect my lifestyle. And it wasn't until we had those conversations and then started having conversations with dear friends, coworkers, and then even your your own brothers, right? Right. And you it's not like you were a bad person. Right. For like posting the black square. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's we like it's just our tendency as humans is we go with what the majority does and we yeah. go with the current. The sentiment, the exactly, feeling. Exactly, because of yeah. the sin within us. And it's like it's just that natural like yeah. occurrence. And obviously as Christians we're called to go against all of that. Right. And I think when we had that conversation, 
you know, nobody told me or it, I, I kind of just grew up like always thinking like, hey, like I'm not just going to do what everybody else does. Right. And I've never really, you know, I could care less if I'm the only one standing. Right, right. And I think when it came to that, I, I just, I didn't know, you know, all the details of what happened with George Floyd either. Right. You know, we knew the same information. Yeah. I just, for me, I would, I much rather would, you know, study and research and know why I'm going to do yes. something. Yes. Then just do it because everybody else or is doing say it. it. Yep. 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 You know? this, this is why I married you, Becky, because you know how <laughs> to think critically. You know how to uh, pause before you think, you know, think before you speak pause before you act and you know how to uh, do this at a good level and so i think all of us should have that uh Aww, that ability you, that skill no i'm serious i think as christians we need to all have that mentality of how does this align with the bible mm-hmm. pause and think how does this align with scripture is it truth is it the absolute truth how is it actually holy spirit led is it you know and so i'm not saying that we should be this weird you know christians that are always uh demonizing everything and and always running through you know like everything through a very strict lens but what i am saying is that with the help of the holy spirit we're able to discern yeah and discernment is a gift of the spirit and Mm -hmm. we need to be aware and to have you know not that we're always on alert but we should live confident knowing that the holy spirit can guide us through moments guide us through any season guide us through whatever is happening in our world and so with that you know i wholeheartedly believe that nor the left nor the right is going to save us it's not about politics Mm -mm. it really isn't it's about bible-based believing bible-based biblical worldviews um and allowing god to use us to shape our nation and i remember uh just to add to that like one um something that Landon Starbucks said at the conference was like as Christians. This, by the way, was Courage Conference. Oh yes, sorry. Courage Conference with pastors uh, Sam and Michelle at uh, Freedom Life, Freedom yes, Life in, in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It was good times. Good times last year. Yeah, we we were able to attend this conference, Courage Conference. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Definitely life changing yeah. for us. And uh, one of the speakers, her name was. Landon Starbucks, she said something that just really, you know, stuck to me. And it said, as Christians, we should not be afraid or we should not be, you know, um, embarrassed or ashamed of having a biased, mm. you know, yeah, with Christian world, with, yeah. with biblical worldviews. Yes, yeah. exactly. 100%. Biblical perspective. Like we, there's no reason we should be ashamed of it. Right. We do have a bias and, yeah. and it's, and it's it should be there because if not, then it's it won't make us who we are. Yeah, you know. I mean, we need to have strong foundations. Mm-hmm. We need to be building our lives on the rock, and if we're not, then storms will come. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Things will arrive, and it will shake us. And it sure did. Twenty twenties since then. Yeah, things have shaken us, at a personal level, at a church level, across across the world. And I think it's important now more than ever to actually stand up for truth. Um, I want to talk about one uh, issue. We won't be able to talk about all of them. But I want to talk about one issue before we uh, finish up. And I want your thoughts. Okay. Um, and how all of this, you know, what we've talked about so far is interconnected with, with some of these issues. So transgenderism mm-hmm. and the LGBTQ movement. Um, w- you know, what are your thoughts? Like, you know, why is it that it's such a, prevalent movement nowadays and 
you know, it, it started all, I remember when first state was, I think, I believe it was California, first state that um, allowed same-sex marriage. Yeah. And since then, I remember, like, things changed. Like, people were talking about it all the time. Like, it was shocking, right? It was shocking, at least in, in my world, and you know, in church and Christendom, right? It, it was shocking because, you know, we're, we're seeing Sodom and Gomorrah, basically, mm-hmm. times. You know, it's, it's reflecting, so it's giving, as some people say, right? It's giving <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Like, it, it alarmed us because we knew that this isn't right. It, not just, you know, not just it doesn't feel natural, because it, it isn't, because marriage is supposed to be between male and female. That's how God created it. Amen. Basic mm-hmm. truth. But it shocked us because it's not right. And so now it's not just the same sex marriage. It's now it's all of these different sexual identities and gender identities as if there were more than two. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, people could say, well, we're just, you know, we just have to love them and, you know, God they're just confused or we just have to, you know, accept them for who they are and, and allow God to, to do the work in their life. Like and we can't change them. Right. We can't change them. It's not our job to judge. It's God's job to judge. It's our job to love, you know, like the classic. Classic one-liners. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love what Lisa Bevere recently said, though. She said, when I was growing up, you know, we heard things like men or this older people older people will never be able to like date younger people minors basically and like nowadays it's like minor attracted what is it minor attracted people right that's what no it's pedophilia that's what exactly and she she was talking about how um you know in her day growing up that was something that was like you know there that would never happen that would never happen like people truly believe that would never. And here we are. And here we We're are. living in a society where it's allowed and it's happening all around us. Yeah. And these children are being exploited yep. and it's right before our eyes. And so many of us Christians are just burying our heads in like ostriches in the sand. Yep. And we're just completely ignoring it. Right. And like we could say now, well, you know, people, humans, they will never be allowed to have sex with animals, but we're getting to that. Yep. You know, like we, you know, you could say that's never going to happen. And that's yep. the most disgusting thing on earth. Like, right. why would that ever be allowed? Right. But you'll see, you know, where our society is headed. Yep. If the church doesn't stand up, if the church doesn't speak up, like things like that will be allowed yep. because we're allowing them because sin is sin and sin will only become greater and greater right. and greater. You know, if we, don't you know stand up and fight yeah. against it and i think when it comes to you know transgen- transgenderism and we have to see it for what it is and it truly is evil yep. and sin yep that's the core of it you know and obviously like there these people they're so made in the image of god yeah and that is what we're going after is the image of god that's right right that's exactly what the enemy wants to do, mm-hmm. distort. Since the very beginning. Yep. Yep. The, the distort the identity, the uh, this relationship with the father. Yeah. And this relationship that says we are sons and daughters. There's no other identity. It's mm-hmm. just sons and daughters of God. And, you know, because of, the, because of the fall, because of sin, we were broken from that relationship. And it isn't until we find Jesus, until we allow Jesus to enter into our hearts and 
he's the one that bridges the gap to that relationship again, that then we, we can become sons and daughters again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, ultimately, like you said, it's we we lived a time in the past where we said, oh, it'll never come. That will never happen. But reality is it's been happening. Mm-hmm. And we were just you know, naive to it maybe or quiet before. But now there's no time to be quiet. Gone are the days of preaching prosperity and God wants to bless you. And, mm-hmm. You know, p- preachings that all focus on the self-benefit of right. all the byproducts of following Jesus. You know, now more than ever, we need to be speaking a costly following of Jesus, a costly discipleship. You know, following Jesus isn't going to come easy. It's not an easy thing. Even mm-hmm. Jesus himself said, you know, even the you know the foxes have where to lay their head and and you know be able to sleep. But following me, you won't have that. And narrow so, is the road. Narrow is the road. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to know that it's not going to be easy. And speaking up against these things, it's going to come at a cost. But it's the truth. You know, I'm more mad sometimes when I hear about pedophilia or you know people feeling like they're a certain you know sex or gender and they come up with these weird definitions you know and i'm not judging them i'm just i'm more mad at the fact that there are people around their world that affirmed it mm-hmm. that went with their you know make believe with their pretend life right um, it's sad honestly it's sad and, and it moves me it breaks my heart more than i'm not i'm not disgusted though it is obviously it's it's sickening that it's happening um i'm not this obviously we gotta love people that's 100 percent true we have to love them because first god loved us and we should love people how he has loved us but that love doesn't mean that we affirm their lies that their their deception we don't affirm it like the enemy is doing we need to love them enough to say hey because i love you because i care about you as a person and i care about your future and i care about your purpose in life this isn't right and i'm sorry but i'm not going to play along you know mm-hmm. uh, i recently had a conversation with a good mentor of ours with pastor sam uh masteller and uh you know he he mentioned something where he says you know if if someone asks them hey you know, do we allow you know lgbtq uh you know, identifying people in our church. And he says, well, of course, they can come. Um, but then they ask, if can they be baptized? Can they be on, on you know, on a team? Can they, can, they, can, they, can they do this? Can they do that? Like, specifically more serving within the church. And he's like, well, well, no, of course not. Because we're not going to play along if you're not going to repent, right? We're not right. going to, first of all, we're not going to play along with your make-believe because that's not true. And we're also not going to just, you know, let you live an unrepentant life, a mm-hmm. outright unrepentant. Because obviously we all have sin. Obviously we are, we are all flawed. Right. But the difference is between a son and daughter of Christ is that we need to be repenting. We need to know that we need to repent daily, constantly. Yep. Because even Paul says it, right? We do the things we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't do the things that I want to do. So constant battle of renewing our mind of repenting coming mm-hmm. to christ because that's exactly what we need that's our first and foremost calling to come to christ every day and live for him like yeah, you said pursue holiness so good, um so you know we could keep talking about every issue but i want to wrap up and, and and i'll let you jump into this and and say you know maybe give us a closing statement or you know 
uh, encouragement, but all these issues, like you said, it comes from one thing. It's sin. It's darkness. And we're, it's not a battle against people. We're not going opposing people. We're opposing sin. We're opposing darkness. Mm-hmm. It's a battle. It's a spiritual warfare. It's exactly what it is. And not to scare anyone listening to this, but we should be alarmed. We should be ready. Right. We should have a stronger foundation now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And everything's connected. Every issue that we talked about is connected. And so, um, you know, any any encouraging words that you want to say in, in regards to that, and, um, you know, as we close or any issue that you want to, um, that is close to your heart that you want to mention as, as we close? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot more podcasts and we'll be, you know, on unwrapping more these you know topics um as the months go on and weeks go on um but i just want to encourage people like um each and every one of us we have a calling here on earth and i think when we think of the kingdom of heaven it's our responsibility as christians to partner with heaven to advance that kingdom here on earth and evil prevails when christians do nothing about it right and mm-hmm. I think if it's constantly in our face, right? Just like you said, just having that discernment, being close to the Holy Spirit, He will speak to us and He will let us know like this is evil. Mm. This is not, you know, like we say, this isn't a battle against flesh, but this is pure evil. This That's is right. powers of darkness that we're going against. And we can't just do nothing about it. Yeah. Like if we love, we love our children too much. We love the gen- future generations too much. But more than that, we love God. That's right. We love God. And if we love God, we will obey his commands. Amen. And I think as Christians, that is what we're, we ought to pursue. You know, and, and we shouldn't allow evil to prevail. That's right. It's And you could say like, well, you know, Jesus is coming back soon and the end of time. And this is all part of the big plan. Like... What are we going to do about it? It's supposed to right. get worse and worse and worse, right? right. Like that's what I heard heard growing up. <laughs> the gloom and doom preaches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, like maybe like sin is is here on earth and you know, it's it's gonna exist just as long as, you know, Jesus comes back. But our responsibility as Christians isn't to just bury our head in the sand like ostriches, right? right? It's our responsibility truly yeah to fight against it yeah you know and we won't allow evil to prevail and i think um whatever that looks like for you and your world yeah i think god will show you i think god has you know called us to you know start this podcast and have conversations yeah around it and and in in spanish as well so yeah we'll be doing that but you know you never know what the lord will do with a humble heart yes and hands open saying here i am lord that's right and i think that should be our daily posture every day and god is is just seeking instruments you know seeking people he can use to be a light here on earth so yeah each and every one of us can do that that's so good in our own sphere of influence so that's so good um one of my favorite uh one of my favorite preachers um his name is david Engelhart. talks about um Anytime he starts his preachings, he talks about the vision for the church and it's building big Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for a long time, we've been, you know, kind of just allowing Christians to get anemic. 
and just kind of you know sugarcoating things or you know playing the seeker sensitive uh, type churches. But it's it's so important now more than ever that we build strong foundations on the cornerstone, which is Christ. That we would be literate Christians, knowing the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That we would know the armor and put it on every day, and not just for the sake of fighting against people, because we're not fighting people, but we're fighting for people. Yes, we are fighting to expand the kingdom. Yes, we live not just Jesus is my best friend. No, Jesus is not just our friend, but our King, yes. our Savior, and our goal, our purpose in life is to honor him first mm-hmm. and obey his commands and expand his kingdom. And why wouldn't we share the good news when we have the good news of all time, the truth that only the truth will set people free. Amen. And so as Christians, we should be moved by that. We should, that's, that's love. That's the ultimate love, act of love. It's to live a life for others, just like Jesus sacrificed his life for us. That's right. And so, as Christians, for anyone listening out there, whether Christian or not, I hope that you find, um, first off, if you're not Christian, obviously, that you find Christ. And if you're Christian, that you, then from then on, you start building a life on Jesus, biblical foundations. You share the Word of God. You, you know, We constantly talk about the Word of God, and in every issue, we bring mm-hmm. it up because it's important that we are a city on a hill. We are the light of the earth, the salt of the earth, and we're not called to, we're not called to hide but to actually go out into the world and expand the kingdom of God. And uh, may we be found faithful doing that when Jesus comes back. May we be found serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords, so that when when he comes back, he finds us actually expanding his kingdom, not shying away. So... Um, for anyone, beautiful. for anyone listening, I hope this podcast encouraged you. Um, this is the first of many, um, and, and I love that we get to do this because, like like Becky said, we're going to be doing English and Spanish. I think it's important. God has given us, uh, you know, He made us Hispanic for a reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, he He made us for a time like this for a reason, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for all the conversations to come. As always, you know, this is we need to speak the truth in love. They go hand in hand. Uh, we cannot forget, and we n- we cannot go to one extreme or the other, but rather uh, holding the truth with love all the time. Um, and so I'm excited about all of that. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening in, Becky. Thank you so much, my lovely wife, for being. Thanks in for my having podcasts. me. Yeah, it's awesome. always so fun. It is fun. <laughs> thanks for seeing us, by the way. Amazing. All right, see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Danny's comments today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation on why our response of speaking Jesus and truth matters. If you'd like to help support the podcast, share this with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch more of this content, you can follow me on Instagram at Danny's underscore comments or at Danny A. Nahera. Thanks again, and hope to see you next time.